If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. G'day, I'm James and welcome to the Oz F1 show uh, for this primer episode ahead of the Imola Grand Prix. I'm not going to say the full name of the Grand Prix, I refuse, it's way too long, um, but if you want to go to madeinitaly.com, I don't know why that's in my mind, but <laughs> get, some <laughs> get some cheese. Get some cheese. I'm joined by my friends and yours, which I get shouted at if I don't say that anymore because that's a mistake that I did last year. Uh, Tommy T, hello. G'day. Campy, hello. Boys. Uh, thank you for bringing your legs out. No one invited yeah. them, but here they are. They are, they are interesting. <laughs> interesting is a word. Is, way to put it. Is, a, is a word I use for wine that I don't like. As I said last time, I just got used to myself, like the audio recording, and in the space of three months, I've had my head, now we're live streaming, and the pins are out. Just, <laughs> it's grim. It's grim. It's there grim. it is. I feel like we need a little <laughs> siren every time you say it's grim. grim. Like, bah, 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 bah. Grim, grim, grim. We should uh, get a grim count in the uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, there's plenty to talk about after we record a race review. Lots happens in the F1 world. And what we normally would have done is in a race review podcast, we try and shove in everything. What we're instead doing is this podcast, after qualifying, we talk about everything that's happened up until the race, basically, yeah. from race before and podcast to end of qualifying. It's very good. We can actually talk about qualifying. A lot of the times we have to gloss over it because the race has just happened. So yeah. we always kind of miss these little bits. So. Before we actually get to the the days in Imola, let's talk about Aston Martin. Tommy. The Sooks. What are the Sooks doing now? The Sooks are sooking. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> and it's not Karen Hall. The are, <laughs> no, the Sooks are sooking that... The regulation changes were directed at them and mm-hmm. them alone and they're very salty about it and they'd like the FIA to change them back, please, if you could, so we can win again. Yeah, there's not nine other teams in Formula <laughs> 1 that have been affected by the same rule changes, but it's all about us. Typical British, Aston Martin. Well, the Canadian, I think, is at the head of that. Well, he's, yeah. But you don't mind Lawrence Stroll. Look, no, I love to hate him, but like <laughs> okay. he's, a, he's easy to rag on. But as a businessman, what he's achieved, he's, I think he's seen potential in this car market as it's changing from a petrol to a sustainable like batteries or hydrogen or wherever we go. He's definitely seen some uh, some monetary value in the car industry moving forward in the next two decades, hence why he's got involved in it. It's always been a passion, but mm. easy to poke fun at yep. when he comes out and says things like this. Yeah, As a business person i can understand why he's asking the question because it was no before and if he asked the question it's still no well he's just had some bad press and hasn't gained anything i mean you can always ask questions uh the other side of it good riddance too you stole mercedes car designs from last year and now you were copying the uh <clears throat> the difficulties of that car design mm. moving forward now what is clear after one whole race weekend testing and one qualifying session is that 
the cars with the low rake and the long wheelbase are struggling more. Mm. And that directly affects the Mercedes and the copycat of last year, the Aston Martin. So good riddance, sort it out. They don't have the resources like at Mercedes to fix it, yep. but tough luck. As Damon, as Damon Hill said, it's Formula One in it. <laughs> Like and we we watched a Karen, uh, Karen Horner can't help but say <laughs> Karen Horner I'm sorry, sorry Christian Karen. Horner uh, talking about how when they were dominant for those four years and all of a sudden regulations changed and they were struggling it's yeah. it's just how Formula One works it's what the FIA and Liberty Media now whoever's in charge kind of do to keep it competitive keep things changing so that there's not just one person or one team walking away every year with the championship yeah what I don't like about it though is like from a PR perspective for Aston Martin, the first five races for them have to be sort of flawless. They need to come in, new brand, new yep. manufacturer, backing, new colours, great signing in Sebastian Vettel. Doesn't seem like anything has gone right for them. That's true. On track with this brand. Off track, everything I think is on – sorry, off track is moving seamlessly. Yep. yep. I think it's a great investment, as I touched on before. But on track, being terrible. Now, the performance of this car – is mostly due to the drivers, in my opinion. Okay. I don't think the drivers are up to it. Yep. That's the thing. But as a PR exercise, I'm not sure why they would go about having the conversations in public and trying to get some public support in trying to make the FIA and Liberty Media do something together. Those guys are in cohorts. They're one and the same. Yes, they're different entities, but they are one and the same. They will always go with each other, um, publicly anyway, and they will get the other organisation to take one for the team to look bad and make a tough decision if they have to. So I don't really know what good is going to come of There's no way the they public conversation. You've got two former Ferrari team principals running both. Yeah. Yeah. Do the Ferrari thing. Go behind closed doors yeah. and try and get it that way. I think and you're right. Use and their veto bell. Yeah, and, but the thing is, that's interesting. I think that Christian Horner uh, was asked this question about from Simon Lazenby over the weekend, and Christian said, "Oh, that's the first time I've actually heard that." And so, you, what you did get, which I thought was really good, was a real reaction from mm. Christian, learning that news for the first time, going. Well, that's interesting because, you know, we voted about all of these regulation changes and it was unanimous. Yes. Everything happened. All of a sudden, it's not unanimous. Yeah. And look, I think you're right, Campy. What they'll be salty about specifically, I think, is they made a mistake in getting rid of Perez Mm -hmm. and, you know, from winning that race last year and him then taking that trophy, they're not getting any more trophies to put in that cabinet. Can't wait to ask Otmar that question in Melbourne in November. Now that you've got a full season to reflect on, was it the right decision? Yeah. yeah. But beneficial to Red Bull because – and we'll talk about this yeah. with qualifying, but Perez is smashing Ye- it. As we knew. Smashing yep. it, really. And that, I think, has come as a result of the failings of Red Bull to switch from, you know, the Danny Rick amazing driver mm-hmm. similar to Max Verstappen ability to control that type of car – with the Gasly Albon and sort of bathtubbed it now to Perez. So he's benefiting, I think, from the Gasly Albon mistakes that were made. Um, but it's good to see the teams going on. Uh, are we, we going to get another uh, Lawrence Stroll uh, media conference like we did last year? Oh, some more auto cue. Yes, I look forward to him auto cueing that. <laughs> he's going to get on the front camera's foot way too close. And tell everyone that they're wrong. Yep. 
that'll be good. That'll be good to watch. <laughs> we need more Netflix content. That's you know that's, that's the only reason. Although they're following yeah. Mercedes this weekend, so that'll be I'll interesting. I've watched Drives Five, by the way. Uh, good. Well, thanks for reviewing two episodes with us. <laughs> you have. You've watched three, watched, at least three. Yeah, three. Yeah. Yeah. They're the well, only ones I watched. Uh, to be honest, we watched all of them back to back, and it's then did this thing. I don't remember anything. How much should it, <laughs> how much how much should it value to your life? Zero percent. <laughs> Zero percent. Uh, I'm sure it was a great series. I need to watch it again. Uh, Nico Hockenberg is someone who we really enjoyed talking about last year. He is now back in an official capacity, boys. Uh, he's now the official reserve driver for Aston Martin. That's a smart decision by them. Correct. Do you think that he could end up in that car as a more permanent fixture because of Ooh. Sebastian Vettel? Do you think he's going to last the whole year? Well, that's a good question. I think we'll see Hulkenberg on the grid. He's also the Mercedes F1 reserve too. So. Along with Stoffel. Stoffel's still, oh, there. Stoffel's still there. And McLaren for Stoffel. I think Stoffel just Stoffel's plays everywhere. Xbox. I don't think he actually Oh, sorry. He, I wonder what <laughs> Stoffel, if you're watching, which of course you are, um, can you please just DM us what your uh, player tag is so yes. we can play some Modern Warfare with you. That would be great. Uh, but that's really good for Aston Martin. Yes. Um, so I think, as you said, Campy, like the off-track stuff – this kind of fits into the off-track stuff, mm. is going well. I think the branding oh. is good. All that's moving in the right direction. Really? But anyway, Nico Hockenberg, uh, we like the Hulk and we want him to be in a car all the time. I can't believe you'd put Mazepin in over him. Uh, track limits is something I've written down here. Sorry. as an embarrassing... <laughs> Sorry. Can we talk about Sebastian? <laughs> Do we, we need to? Talk about Hockenberg let's, let's talk about okay. Sebastian. Talk about what do you Sebastian. think? What's going on? He's cooked, if I can use your terminology. Cooked. Comic. Yes. I... Uh, uh, so far, I'm not seeing anything that's going to tell me it's going to get better. No. I think we should give him six race, but I'm going early on. That's what I'd do. <laughs> the prophet has spoken. <laughs> no surprises there. Yeah, he's done. I, he could step out of the car mid-season if he's performing that badly and giving the seat to Hulkenberg. Yep. And that's that, what you're saying in terms yeah, of that I think that's just like a, a logical But move. I said this last time, Coulthard and Weber on, their, on the Marbles podcast said – Basically, Seb, if you're not performing by mid-year and you're being spanked by Stroll, which at this point has so happened, far. why bother staying in? You're a mm-hmm. full-time world champion and none of your performances since then have been any good. You look at someone like Fernando Alonso, two-time world champion, comes out last week or the last race in Bahrain after two years out of the car. Still got it. And still got it. And yep. drives a fairly rubbish car and still puts it into Q3, which he probably was surprised with himself. Yes. Yep. So I think he's lost it. I think he's cooked. You're right. Mm. Sad. I think a lot of Australians still haven't forgotten the Mark Webber and then slash early Daniel Ricciardo rivalries in <laughs> Red Bull and won't be too upset by it. But, you know, Seb, nice guy. I around. actually think it would have been better for him to transition into like a team management role uh, or taken 12 months out of the sport this year rather than finding that, that well, driver. Just that maybe he go the Alonso route and go try and do other f- – other categories and try and get the triple crown. Like, no. I don't think he's that hungry for it. You don't think he is? No. He's still young. He's like younger than Fernando was when he yeah, yeah. tried those things. Well, I love it. We talk about, I mean, he's lost all of his hair. Yeah, instead he's of, looking Instead older. of going to uh, calling up Shane Warne and trying to get his hair fixed like Shane Shane Martin. <laughs> there you go. There's Can a we get a sponsor of that? <laughs> Do you need it? <laughs> if you're listening to this and not watching it, you'll see that I'm leaning the hair down. Back. They'll just put their logo there. <laughs> look at my receding hairline. <laughs> Just put Ashton on uh, the forehead. Just give us a better view of your uh, forehead, Tommy. <laughs> if only we, it's a good camera could head. zoom in. It's just got lacking hair. <laughs> it's good looking. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's unfortunate for them. Uh, he'll end up being a Jensen Button type in Germany. Mm. He'll go into German media and that's where he'll, he'll fit. 
Yeah. Seriously, though, I, I'm always surprised at how much love there is for Sebastian on social media. He's a four-time world champion. He'll, he's, he's amazing. He'll have a place in this sport for 50 years to come. Yes. And we won't be talking about the shitty results he's had in Ferrari and Aston Martin. We'll be talking about the four world championships that he drove. Yeah. I think he needs to get out before he keeps ruining that, though, because yeah. the more right. he sticks around and sours that kind of good stuff. And it was depressing his team radio at the end of Bahrain. Like it was, he sounded really deflated. Like yeah. as you said, Aston Martin needs to come out. Bam! First five races looking shiny. Doesn't matter if he only scored eleventh. You know, yep. he should have been positive. And the, but he sounded really like, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, Checo in that car. Yeah, I could bet have you delivered them that. the results that they needed for the first five races. Yeah, but would have made Young Stroll probably look average like he was last year. But I'm happy that Checo's moved across to Red Bull because he's actually getting sure. results in a good car. Yes. So like, yes. there's it's uh, sort of two sides of that coin, isn't there? Big time. Only looks good for Lance Stroll. Yes, if Sebastian's good. Ah, the master plan. He's <laughs> he should look good because he's a four-time world champ. If he looks bad, he's beating a four-time world champ. So he can only win. That actually brings me on to another question. Only a Muppet would actually believe that, though. But that's the spin. Yeah. Yeah. But this sort of leads into then, if you're Lewis Hamilton and you win an eighth world title this year, do you you leave the sport? You have to. I I think he should. Why would you enter the possibility of new regulations of potentially not being in a dominant car when you don't have to? You can walk away with eight clean... His winning percentage would be through the roof. Why would you potentially put yourself into a mid-range car? Because we don't know what the new regs are going to throw. No one does until we get to that first race and testing. It, why would you even enter the – He's no one's going to get eight anytime soon because he's he's going to have that. No one's even close. So I think his legacy is pretty cemented. He should just walk away and go mm. pursue, I don't know, producing rappers and vegan stuff and <laughs> sailing around on his yacht with his dog. He's actually sold the yacht. He sold the uh, the private. Yeah, didn't jet. you read that edition oh, of no, the I Gossip magazine Sorry. from Oz F One? Sorry, Campy, I missed your article. He also took a ten million dollar pay cut this year because he felt bad about everyone else. Look, so, so no, at least to some level, he's actually practicing what he preaches. But this dude is a competitive beast. Yeah, and he's up for the fight this year with Max Verstappen, and when he's being challenged like he is at the moment, and the way that the media is talking about it, this is what drives Lewis Hamilton yep. to be the best driver. If he wins eight, he'll be coming back next year because he wants to defend it. He'll keep going. He's still got it. And he's still – like, he's, these guys are competitive animals. They don't lose it. They, mm. might lose, they might lose the skill, but they don't lose that competitiveness. And I think um, it's going to be a good season. But yep. I, I think he'll stick around. Why wouldn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's interesting. It's The, the want is there and the skill, but I think – well, the only reason I bring that up is because of the Seb scenario. New regulation changes, yeah. really, you know, he, we moved across to New Rubber with Pirelli mm-hmm. and he just couldn't get around those tyres. Like yep. it just, all the of these things changes. just happened yeah. and suddenly he was a back foot. Look, I'm not saying Lewis should leave, but I if am. he doesn't, Valtteri's lost the seat to George. That's the only thing I like Valtteri. So anyway, that's just my mm. thought about what that is. We move forward. Um, Track limits. Track Men- limits. Mentioned just before. Uh, this is a. I said it's embarrassing uh, for the sport. I think, and as as yep. people who are the three of us, right, we started this show podcast to try and encourage more people to watch Formula One. Yeah. Right. Great sport. We think it's a pinnacle of motorsport. Uh, but when you have someone like Lando Norris and McLaren is not a top two team, put it on second. 
mm-hmm. only for then Crofty to say, oh, no, but he's going to have his track ti- his yep. time deleted for exceeding track limits. Yep. What's the point in even bother? Like, you get so invested in someone's lap and you're watching all the timings and then suddenly it gets deleted. Same with MotoGP yesterday in qualifying as well. Yep. There has to be some level of consistency. We just need to make a decision one way or another. Tommy T, what do you think? Let's just lock it in. The white line is the limit. It's same in tennis, same in every other sport around the world. Yep. The boundary is the boundary. It doesn't change when we go to a different place or in a different spot, spot on the court. The white line is the white line. I yep. think no matter if it's curb, gravel, grass, whatever, the white line is the white line. Yep. And then there's no grey areas. If, if you use curb, you must still have a tyre within the white line. Yep. That makes it so much more simple. We know exactly what we're watching. We're not having to try and guess depending on which corner draws on which track. If it's in qualifying, it's a different rule to when it's during yep. the race. It's and just it changes. too confusing. So Bahrain, it changed over the weekend. Friday, it was fine. It changed to do three that. times. And then in Saturday, FP3, and then qualifying, suddenly you couldn't go off in turn four. Yeah. Look, the problem I have with it is, is that it dominates headlines in every practice session. We're always spending 10 to 15 minutes every 25, 25 minutes, half an hour, so three times a session talking about it. I'm yeah. sick of it. Dominates. Yeah headlines after qualifying the races it doesn't really affect because these guys are on fuel full fuel loads and they're doing 10 seconds slower eight seconds slower than what the fastest the car can go so they're not going to stuff that up they're only going to stuff it up when they're driving on the limit but uh yeah it's frustrating to watch just sort it out but then again if you can't put you can't put brick walls everywhere either not the eddie jordan approach (laughs) well you can i would love to see that but for races like Monaco, yep. to an extent, Montreal and Melbourne, you've got some really tight sections Baku. there. Like, well, yeah, Baku. Yes, Baku. Like, well, you've got the Wall of Champions. Mm. Baku, you've got yep. that little, you know, you can only fit one and a half cars yeah. through there. Yeah. Whatever it is. You can you can mitigate the chances on those traps. They can, tracks. They can handle those tracks for one week in a year. Yeah. But if they'll do it 24 times, you just see massive incidents all the yeah. time. Drivers hurt and safety is clearly the number one thing. But then opposite end of the spectrum is what we're moving towards is Paul Ricard, which is a car park with some lines painted on it and everything's concrete runoff. So then you're enticed to step over the bounds because it's good tarmac out there. There's no reason to not. Whereas if it's gravel or grass like Campy's talking about, there's an actual punishment. So your punishment and your penalty is hitting grass and spinning potentially as opposed to, eh, it's just a curb, I'll use it. Mm. Yeah, poor car. It's a horrible track to look at. It's too. Horrible. Yeah. It's got those white, red, and blue lines. Yeah, looks like it's, it's horrible. definitely a French characteristic track. If you get my drift, <laughs> <laughs> they're betting both ways. It's like looking at the Haas car. <laughs> yeah, yes, with different so, versions. But we're sick of it, and I'm sure every other F1 fan is sick of it. We want to watch just, racing. We don't want to look at a time and then watch it just drop down the leaderboard and go, "Oh, well, that was pointless." And I think also we're saying a. Shitload of ads this year, aren't we? Oh yes, let's talk about <laughs> during sessions. But let's talk about oh, the coverage itself. Sorry. Let's talk about the coverage itself <laughs> and oh. the ads. Uh, in practice one, there was an incident, and this isn't Sky Sports' fault. This is F1's fault because yes. they own all the cameras and all the yes. cabling and all that sort of other stuff. That's all theirs. Everyone just grabs their they've feed. Blame Italy. No one. <laughs> I would blame it all the time. <laughs> is that what they did? Yes, they've said it was a fiber something 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 something. So it's not our fault. Right. They blame something to do, do they just Italy's say the name of the Emilia Romana name Grand that Prix and everyone went, oh, stop listening. Yeah, like whatever. No, so what, what, what James is alluding to is we couldn't actually see an incident that happened 
on track. We could see the end of the incident and the what happened, the results, but we never actually got to see the contact. We had no onboards. Mm-hmm. The start of practice, we didn't even have any on-track action. We were just watching the helicopter shots while they were talking over it. Go, we're hoping we can give you some footage soon. <laughs> like just fumbling around. It was pathetic. Yeah, and that's not on the commentators necessarily. No, but it's, and it's just not on, on Sky, but it's on F1. But it makes them look together. bad. And we know that we're very quick to judge. But it's not like you had a quick turnaround. You've had literally three weeks to sort this out. What are you doing? How long have you been there for? Yeah. Campy, talk to us about the ads. Sorry, to form one's credit, I saw those Italian marshals last year basically punching on, (laughs) trying to figure out who was leading, trying to get a car off track. (laughs) So the the Italians, the Italians. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Here we go. They can be a bit of a shambles at times. But look, technology, you know me and technology. I can't even get the sound to record sometimes. So it's frustrating and things happen. My bone of contention is this year on Foxtel and KO, the amount of ads I'm seeing in live broadcasts, I don't care if it happens after the session and before the session, but mid-session when there's nothing happening on the track, I pay good money because you guys told me there'd be no fucking ads. Sort your shit out. This is horrible. And it's not once every three minutes like it is on commercial TV, but it's enough for me to notice and it's changed from last year and you sell it on you get live coverage everywhere. Yeah. I get that Melbourne, we can't have that because you don't own the rights to the televise the, um, the Melbourne Grand Prix. But for every other session, why are we seeing ads through the sessions? Yep. Ridiculous. And especially now in practice where- Money-hungry pieces of junk and for the money that you are earning every month from KO- yeah. Disgust me that you give us more ads. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And especially because practice sessions are half an hour shorter. Yes. You know, we don't have that luxury of there's yeah. a lull. Yeah. So, yes, you can put some ads on. And I get that. Okay, it's television. I understand commercialism and all that sort of other stuff. Yeah. But Scumbags. But it just sucks because if it was free to air, I understand. Totally. Right? Get it. If it's on Channel it's a 10. Product. But a whole bunch of people. It's like mm-hmm. V8 Supercars stopped watching because it went across to pay TV, they went paid for it a little bit and then went, I don't see any value in this because yeah. I'm getting served as more ads, ads than I'm getting on yeah. free to air. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, it it's is. The, the whole situation here is for, for being able to watch a sport and like we commit to watching this sport. Like we'll be up tomorrow morning yeah. to record. Well, we'll watch it all night. We'll get up early and record a podcast so yeah. that people here in this country, Australia, can have it fresh in their earballs, ready to listen to on their drive to work. Yeah, yep. That's what we want to do because we love doing this. As it's a bit of fun and it, all that sort of other stuff. But there's no – it's not an easy journey to get there because of – They make it hard. The crap we have to sort of oh. wade through. Listen, we're going to start a GoFundMe. If you'd like to help us buy the rights seriously, so we seriously. run our we own broadcast. How much is it? $10 million? Uh, look, Easy. I, I don't know how much it is, but it runs out in 2024. All right, let's so start it up. end of 2023. So 2024, there's a new ride. This is the announcement but of our whatever, yes. No, but whatever happens is, is Australia will get rights to get F1 Pro and we can just pay F1. And That's what I'm we ha- want. I'd be happy to pay sure. F1 yep. $40 a month if yep. I get can listen to the right commentators. <laughs> oh. And I can choose what – yeah, I would love that. Yeah. But unfortunately, like – the fans should be able to get together and put a fund together to buy oh. Foxtel and KO out of this because what it's rubbish. They don't care. No, they, don't they literally don't care about yeah. the sport. 
And it might be a big growth area for them, but there's no like it is the biggest growth the, area. The, um, Online marketing around F1 and viewership is yep. the fastest growing sport in Australia. Yep. Um, the money that these companies are making just off people signing up so that they can watch F1 exclusively. Sure. Oh, there's other sports I watch on it too, like Supercross. I can't even get it live. I can watch highlights on YouTube before I've seen. The televised version here. Televised yeah. version. It's fucking atrocious. But this is what it's not like there's anything good on ASPN <laughs> in Australia totally. while they're showing it. Yeah. Of getting a replay of a basketball game from three weeks ago. Yeah. But I anyway. this is but the big thing that really pissed us off, including the entire F one community, was testing. Yeah, you can't yeah. own the rights and then shut out people like being able to go through the F1 app or yeah. others to say, oh, no, well, you have to watch it on Foxtel. Well, if Foxtel you're not going to offer us an it. option, give us the alternatives, which is F1 Pro, all those kind of things. It's useless. Yeah. And look, we want to try and fix that. That's our long-term goal. We've decided, Campy and I decided after a couple <laughs> of drinks texting each other a couple of weeks ago that we would buy the rights. Well, it, do it doesn't matter. No, a couple of look, if, we get, if we get, say, you get a million followers in Australia and you get everyone to put in... $20. Not that everyone can afford that, but if you can afford to watch it on Foxtel yep. and listen, 20 yeah. bucks, that's 20 mil. We can pay for it. Have it all. And we're not interested in making some money on it. We'll just say F1 Pro, we're going to use that platform exclusively. All we want Give us a good deal is for, for you to do your own track walk. That's oh, all I want. Because oh, you, because you're all talk, Campy. You'd yeah. be out there. You'd be like, "Oh, get a here going." Or, or there's Lawrence Strong, and go tell him you're a bit. Oh shit, he's big. He's a big boy. He's going to go over here. Sorry, Lawrence. Yeah, good to see you, mate. True or false? No, no but there's. I like the distance that we have from this sport because if we had to look these people in the face every week, because they are human beings. It would be harder to look them in the face after we've ragged on them and <laughs> laughed at them and then try and get them to interact with us on a serious level. Yep. It would be tough. Would, wouldn't be tough for me. I would no. be okay. You yeah, two, though. Me? You two idiots. No, I reckon, you. What do you I reckon Christian you? Horner would love Karen. I think he'd laugh. <laughs> yeah, he'd have I'd say it to his face. He'd he probably like he'd He doesn't have banter. He wouldn't like. No. He would be like, what? But he'd be the last person to try and talk to on track anyway. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> anyway. This would be – This would be anyway, it would be an interesting thing. But it's a good little segue, Campy, because yes. this is how we feel in Australia. It's tough to do this here. We're trying our best to – This is about the best time lot, time alignment we've had in a while, though, to be honest. And that was only because we had to push everything forward now last night because of the funeral. Yeah. So usually it's – Closer to midnight, and we go. Do we stay up or do we go to bed and get up early? Like, Look, genuinely, so I, tough. We, and we, are, we know you guys do the same as us. Totally, and we we are aware that there are a lot of you who you know will now rely on our thoughts and opinions on what happened in the race to to want to then process it yourself before or after you've watched it. So we have a we feel like we've got a responsibility to you, which is not a bad thing, to get that content together, nice and quick, and get it out. Yep. Do it Do it well. We have a small microcosm of fans that interact, and people that interact with us, and this is what we hear from them. Yeah. yeah. It's not just us thinking it. Everything's like, oh, we've got another bloody ad session. Yeah, seriously. You know, and there's 400 messages yep. that come through in two minutes about ads. It's like, yep. yeah. Right. yeah. It's time it's, to say something. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, we'll just set up a, something to do with uh, getting the rights. I'm sure Fox will love that. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, but it just. We'd be able to crowdfund it. Yeah, we'd spend too much in the. uh, ThomasJCamp.com.au isn't a website yet, but it will be. (laughs) I do have the domain name. (laughs) (laughs) No, I booked it. (laughs) Can we sell campy calendars on there too? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, I'll, I just feel I, really I, ill suddenly. I bought some travesty shirts. For that one. <laughs> Tommy, please talk uh, to us about practice. <laughs> practice is good when we got to see it. No. Uh, the first thing I messaged you two boys, and you guys, were you proud of me that I was actually watching practice once? Oh, it shocked us. You go, you we were both shocked that I was watching and you guys weren't. But the first thing I sent through was Mazaspin. <laughs> Early. <laughs> Early. We what were bookended with a Mazaspin at the start and at the end of practice one. That this guy, is man, he's useless. So that's four times this year, five times in two races? I'm... I'm genuinely perplexed. Let me go to that website, <laughs> mazasp.in. <laughs> Whoever did that uh, is a bloody genius. That's great. That is good content. No, uh, practice was interesting. It was very tough to watch because we had such limited views of stuff because we had no onboards. We had no kind of other angles. The commentators were struggling a lot. So from what we could see, interesting, the uh, McLarens were very fast. Which they weren't really. Well, to begin Lando, with. Lando was. Thank you, Lando. <laughs> oh no, the McLaren. Are we? Are we? No, we're not going to. No, Daniel Rick is fine. He'll be fine eventually. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, no, but Ferrari are actually shockingly quick. Um, they showed some pace early. I mean, the Mercs were probably a bit underwhelming. It's six spins in total, and it's been okay, one well, day, nineteen hours, and forty-two minutes spins. since his last spin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Mercs. Um, the Mercs were kind of underwhelming early on, but they were just trying to figure stuff out. Do you like the fact the practice is shorter? Yes. I do because you actually have to get on track. Yeah. Um, you can't just sit in the garage forever and just wait until someone else goes. You see action pretty much straight away because everyone's got so much content yep. of their like uh, their session to get through, how yep. much data to record. Yep. Yeah, but they're not coming out with the big aero rakes on them and yep. <laughs> the big piece of steel that hang off. Anymore, which take time to install. Yeah, they've gone now to get out and get it done. And if there is an incident, like we've seen in pretty much every practice session this year, it can ruin people's weekends. Yeah, what they can and can't do. I mean, and sometimes that's because the car goes for a little journey through the town of Imola, <laughs> even though it's just at the end of the pit lane, which I didn't quite understand. Yes. But anyway, that was an interesting onboard from the Max Verstappen's Red Bull. I'm like, I can see a Ford Transit van driving behind that. What the hell is going? Oh, he's in the town. Good. Insane. So what were any other highlights from practice that are worth talking about? Um, we had the Ocon and Checker incident, which we didn't get to see. Mm. I think there's some footage out now. Oh, which that's nice of them. Eventually, because no one could find anything. And the reason why that incident happened was because the teams also didn't have that footage to tell each driver where there was traffic, who was around where ah. to get out of the way on hot laps, etc. Yes. So that was the reason. So it seems like Ocon and Checker have just – knocked tires, spun around, and then we've lost a rim on Checo's car. And, like, they were both fine about it. Like, it is what it is. Everyone was running blind out there, which is mm. just goes to show how important it is to have mm. that footage for teams as well. well it's a high-speed track, so when yeah. a car's yeah. coming in at 250-plus kilometres an hour, yeah. you want to know that you've got, hey, you've got three or four cars slow in front of you. Yes. And it can be easy to misjudge that too. So. Yeah. And it's an old track, so it's not as big and yeah. these cars are wide, all that sort of other and stuff. And then in practice two, we had Max's gearbox or drive shaft, I think it was in the end, mm. uh, failure. Oh. So the Red Bull mechanics, as per usual, did oh, that legends. in about 10 minutes because <laughs> they're bloody geniuses. So he was back on ready for P3. Yep. And P3? Yeah. It was oh. solid. Uh, Lando looked quick. Lando was, <laughs> Lando was looking very quick. I don't think... I don't think that McLaren was 
the second best car. It was maybe the fourth best car, but mm-hmm. he was just driving it really well. And it's probably because he did so many junior formulas at Imola. Good point. I made good a good point. point. Yeah. You impressed? Welcome, Tommy T. It's been two and a half years. <laughs> Usually it's Every campy time. that comes no, out to, with the historical I need to create a, a thing now, a website, Tommy which said is a good like thing. the last time Tommy T yes. said a good thing. 40 seconds ago. Pull him away, finally. Finally. Yeah, I'm yeah. sick of holding it. Kevin, did you get to watch practice or were you at jazz clubs again? Uh, no, I watched. I didn't watch practice. Sorry. I watched replay of P1, P2. watched qualifying this morning. I watched the race live, but yeah, I just had some things on. Wow, just had to other jump. commitments. Other commitments. <clears throat> what was what was my favourite part about qualifying? I hear you ask. Thank you for asking that question. No one cares. No, my favourite part was us messaging him, saying that Danny Rick had had a big crash, <laughs> and that his gearbox had completely left the car, and he was like, "Oh no." <laughs> And then oh, we screen- no, that's grub. And then we uh, uh, and then we screenshotted it and put it on Instagram. And so people were like, "Wow, that's hilarious!" Oh, <laughs> yeah. did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's on Instagram on the so stories. Canby messaged our group message as he was at a jazz club, going, "What's going on?" James says there was a massive crash. Without missing a beat, I just go along with the story, it's and great. we just double down. Canby's got no the same idea. wavelength. Shocked. Never trust us in a group Never. message. That's that's the lesson to be learned. Jeez, I felt like I was back in primary school. <laughs> when don't go to jazz when clubs and qualifying on. Yeah, really. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but Quali, oh, let's actually talk about Quali properly then, apart from Danny Rick's alleged crash that didn't happen. Um, it was, oh, this is a, look, the other thing to note about Imola is they've extended the DRS zone by yes. 100 metres. Yep. Which will hopefully make, Passes it's not going to make it's any not. difference at all, is it? There's only one DRS be, zone. There was six overtakes last year, I reckon there'll be five this year. Yep. Uh, but qualifying itself, Cappy, you watched it this morning. Any high, what are your highlights? Any drivers that you think did an absolutely cracking job? Well, Danny Rick's now too low up on Lando, which oh, I'm it's a cheap one. That was a very cheap <laughs> which one, which I'm pretty stoked Jeez. about. Um, no, Lando's been quick all weekend. Yeah, um, I think you can see the caliber of driver though that Danny Rick is. As I said, you've got to give these guys time to adjust to cars, and Lando's had you know 18 months in this one essentially. Just with a few aero changes, yep. but you know, three and a half years. Danny Rick's had what? Ten minutes. Not even five hundred laps over th- yep. testing yep. and racing yeah, exactly. and circuit. So he's learning every section, every session. But for me, even the last qualifying session and this qualifying session, Danny Rick to come out in Q three, do the best lap of the weekend, and consistently build up to it. Yes, he's a couple of tenths behind Lando at this track, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's a big deal. He's what he needs to do, and this has always been my pick on Danny Rick, is the starts. Yeah. He needs to get a bit more aggressive off the starts and restarts um, following cars. He sometimes I, I can understand why he's conservative in the turn one at times, but he can't do that this weekend. There's no way he can let Lando, who's starting one grid b- place behind him, mm. to get in front of him by turn one. That'll yeah, be disastrous. Um, I think we we saw it last year in the last two years at Renault that. Danny would always wait and do enough to get through to the next round of qualifying. He'd never really show his cards until he had to put the last lap together in Q3. It burnt him a few times when he'd miss out because of safety cars or whatever, but we always know he's got that extra lap in him. And half the time he didn't run a first round. He'd just wait and sit in the pits. Yes, that's true. In the garage and then just go do one run each session. You're like, geez, that's risky, but he'd always pull it out. He's got to do a good enough run on his first lap in Q3. Yes. Because if he has to go out and do the the second run in Q3, 
that hinges him for his two laps in Q1, which, yep. uh, sorry, the other way around, Q1 and Q3, but, um, yep. yeah. Yeah. But he consistently builds it. I think he's just a for sure. Qualified in six yep. for this race, which is – So if Lando's lap <clears throat> counted, he would have been seventh and Lando would have been third, which is – Yep. Still still good. But what still it happy. shows, though, is that the McLaren is there. Got some pace. Yep. It's, it's got a good balance. Mm-hmm. This is a track that – It shouldn't favour the McLaren. Right. This is a track that they kind of knew they were going to be a bit harder to get results at. So yep. I think they'll be happy. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah. Of course we are. Because track position is king. Uh, yes. And, and that's why Lando was so devastated when you to- you heard him talking after this qualifying session. He was like, it's a qualifying track. He's like, today was the day I couldn't make mistakes. Yeah. Sunday is when you're kind of in a procession and you just kind of run around. He's like, this is when I couldn't make mistakes yeah. and I did. Nice little shout out from Danny- Lewis Hamilton on his Insta post yes. too as a side note. Sorry, Danny. Danny, will get, he'll get the jump on Gasly who starts ahead of him. Mm-hmm. That'll put him into fourth. Well, uh, maybe not fourth, though. Fourth or fifth behind Leclerc. Hopefully Leclerc has a stinker and Ferrari doesn't have a race pace. So if well, Danny Rick can jump yeah. jump Gasly off the start, he will eventually pass Leclerc. It's the profit. And then uh then he's in that fourth place and anything can happen. So yep. I reckon we could I reckon we'll see a day day up Odin. Talk to me about oh, Ocon. Talk to me about Ocon. He out qualified your boy. But again, Ocon's been in this car for eighteen months. Yep. With without a lot of relative change. If you look at how Renault performed here last year. Danny Rick got third. And he was caught, like, they were quick. But that's only because Racing Point bungled yeah, the pit but stop. But this second, is also a power track, sec- which is going to be good for that. Yeah. Power they were unit. second yeah. and third. They were second and third best car. Sorry, yep. third or fourth best <clears> car <throat> on the grid. Yep. This weekend, they are not. Um, mm. But I kind of had a good lap. I think Alonso's still getting it together. But yep. he's allowed two or three and races. And he qualified in 15th. Which yep. is not great, but this is a track position track, so well, it's, it's close. Yeah. If you make a mistake, look at Bottas. Oh yeah, last year if he was three tenths behind Hamilton, mm. he's still second. Well, this year he's three tenths behind Hamilton, and he's ninth or eighth, eighth. or whatever he is. Well, so first to eighth was yeah, I think about point four of a second, which is we saw close. a lot of mistakes yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean Verstappen's lap, yeah. he had another half a second in him. He put his right right front on the uh, on the grass. Yeah. And lost a lot of time. Bodas binned it too. Went mm. wide in, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was nine. Um, who else made a mistake? Well, Hamilton had two okay laps, but he made little mistakes on both as well. And Bottas was in front of him all weekend. Perez yeah. made a mistake in the final corner. Yeah. Lando's, obviously. Yeah. Stroll, I can't remember his I lap. think Leclerc probably was the only one that was really stoked with his lap. Him and yeah. Gasly. But I think, as you yeah. say, like Ferrari are making gains, but this is the Saturday pace that Charles is very good at mm-hmm. and Signs didn't no, show Sainz that. No, struggled. He did. But again, new guy to a car. And that's kind of what we've seen this from this qualifying. The new driver to a car yeah. is dramatically behind the yeah, established yeah. driver. But I mean, he's... The exception of Perez. He's in yes. 11th, right? Behind um, Stroll and, and Ocon. I'd rather be in 11th on those tyres than those right. two. So you've got Bottas, Norris, Ricardo, and Gasly, Leclerc yeah. between the Ferraris. Yeah. So... and. Leclerc is a Ferrari, I should say. So in terms of his racecraft, I think he's good at that. I just Mm -hmm. don't know if Ferrari have got that kind of pace. Mm. But no one was surprised that um, Lewis Hamilton got first. What was surprising for me was that Sergio Perez out-qualified Max Verstappen, therefore he is the better driver in Red Bull and should win a world championship this year. Campy, what are your thoughts? Um... (laughs) (laughs) So serious. For me, it's a bit like the Lando-Danny Rick scenario. Yep. 
Lando made a mistake. So yeah. and so did so did Max. Yeah. And Max would have put it on pole. Um be interesting yeah. to see the race pace tonight. I think Perez reckons he could have put it on pole too if he didn't make a mistake. Yeah. I reckon so they both feel like they could have got pole. The Red Bull is the fastest car. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this track, the first two tracks, yes. Just shows you. Guys like Ricardo, your Hamiltons, you Clues. Not going to put Gasly in there because he's <laughs> qualifying really well. I forgot to make you humble pie. In a good damn car. It. Ah, damn it. But, look, these guys could put it on week in, week out, driving yep. the limit. Whereas Bottas, he's going to do it three out of four times, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. I'm waiting for those good luck things to kick yeah, in. I, I feel like all through the practice sessions yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah. And he was looked really good through he all did. of qualifying too. Yep. Just stuffed up his um, – Third lap, yeah. second lap. In and you spent a lot of time in a simulator as well, which isn't common for no. drivers on a race weekend to do that. I think he'll, they're just trying to recover what they've lost with that downforce change. He'll get it together. He'll be right. He will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I think from a Perez point of view, Red Bull will be stoked that, yes, Max made the mistake and Perez did what he's supposed to do, mm-hmm. which is fill the gap. Yes. Step up, fill the gap, he's towards the front. Like, I genuinely think this is a great opportunity for him. I think we'll see him in a Red Bull car next year if he continues Hopefully. this kind of pace and yep. and attitude. It's great. Yep. Well, that's what we said he needed to do this year was yep. put pressure on Max yep. straight yep. away. Yep. And that's what they want. This is the first time Max has been out-qualified by a teammate mm. other than incidents yep. since Danny Rick did it in 2018. Yeah. And, you know, that year it was – Max, oh, geez, that's the, a while ago now. Max hey? was twelve, and Danny Rick was around the eight or something. So yep. still close, but he pushed him every week. Yeah, um, yeah. You know what I'm excited for, and this is, we'll kind of get to the stuff that we're looking forward to, and what you guys should look out for as well. I'm excited to see two Red Bulls at the front, and only one Mercedes at the front. Yeah, how the tables have turned tables. How the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be interesting because Still they're going to be able to play. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really genuinely John excited. Howard meme, anyone? <laughs> Gosh, how old are you? So, the greatest uh, meme of all time, I think. Okay, well, we'll put that up on our Instagram page, probably. But how often we see Mercedes at the front with two cars and Max fighting solo? Yeah, this is, and he just gets snookered because he can't do anything because they can just cover him off. I'm really excited to see what Red Bull do with two cars at the front. It's a great opportunity for them to really shine with their strategy. Love Checo to get the jump. Well, how good would that? No, like, he's going to be on soft tires, and Hamilton's on on mediums, so and he should Max have straight line speed. Max is on mediums. Max is on mediums, but Perez is, and we're talking about this is a track that you get in front and you can stay in front. You can manage. Well, let's talk about what you should look for. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, we're hours away from the race now, and the whole purpose of this podcast is to prime you ready for the race and what to look for. Uh, so we had a quick tire talk there. So we. Tyres are important if you don't really understand the Formula One thing and, and from a tyre point of view, just ask Campy. He's our tyre go-to tires. guy. Why is it Campy in a 30-second little sound bite that starting on the softs is good but not necessarily great for the long-term strategy? The softs do not have the endurance like the mediums do. They're a softer compound of rummer, which means they get hot quicker, they burn out quicker, but they're also a hell of a lot faster for those one or two laps where they're operating within the optimal temperature. Um, the that mediums <laughs> yeah. the mediums will go longer. Yeah, uh, still a very capable And hard's tire. further again. And hard's further again. Yeah. Um, this race from memory last year, the tyres played out in the end because we had a yellow. Mm-hmm. 
But it'll be interesting to see. I think Sergio should be able to get enough of a gap. Yep. And if Max can hold or get in front of Lewis Hamilton, like he should because their race pace is good. Yep. It will be interesting to see what Red Bull does, whether they swap them or they let them race. Yep. Or they say, all right, we're just going to bring it home. We need points at this time of the year. Yeah. And let Sergio do it. So, so I'd, be, I'd be looking for Sergio to get the jump, get into first, yep. Lewis into second, and then I'd look for Max to try and pull the undercut because they're both on mediums. Yeah. Yep. I think if Max can pit stop first and force Lewis to pit as well, that gives Checo space. Yeah. Yep. And Which so is, if you're for team strategy, that is going to be the best thing. But will Red Bull make the team strategy or the Max strategy? And that, and I think. We kind of know what the answer is, don't we? We don't maybe really want to say it, but it, <laughs> you probably would suggest that they would lean towards the Max strategy. But for everything that Sergio has said and the interview questions that have been asked of him about this, you know, they are here to win. Mm-hmm. There's been no you're the second driver kind yep. of conversation. Totally. So I, I could legitimately... Yep, there, never, front, there never is that conversation at Red Bull until Helmet Marco yeah. puts his head in places where they shouldn't be. But I think this early in the season, you'd be crazy to make team decisions like that when you've got the opportunity to get a 1-3 or a 1-2. One, like it two. doesn't matter who it is, a 1-3 is awesome. Hey, yep. Bodas was three tenths off in qualifying from his teammate this year. Yep. That puts him in north. He's not going to get back on the podium. No, like they nah. have in other years. Uh, no. Not not with the car that they've got Red this year needs on this track. To bank maximum amount of points Correct. early this year. Correct. Yep. And track position is king here. Yes. That that is on as Ted Kravitz said, that's on a sticky note in now mm. Aston Martin's thing after they bungled yes. Sergio Perez. The other thing is we have a very high chance of a safety car at this track because mm. it's oh, so definitely. I reckon mm. it's almost guaranteed. You'd, you'd almost put money out. I think it was paying out a dollar twenty or yeah. something Mas- for a Mas- safety Mas- on the starting Mas- grid. Yes. <laughs> but because it's so tight, because it's an older track, and like we've talked about, this gravel and grass. When you make a mistake, it you will go off. Therefore, recovery. We saw that many red flags in practice. So, what we think is going to be a strategy that'll play out is outlast, stay on the first tire, and make your compulsory pit stop under yellow. Yeah, That's so. your best opportunity to mitigate your losses in the pits and keep your best track position. because yeah, they do lose 27 seconds of on-track time. And everyone loses it, but yep. it's a big number when you... What are you looking sure. forward to, Campy? Uh, Danny Rick's start. I reckon he's going to have a belter of a start. Okay. Get a couple of positions nice. off the grid. No, nah, but it'll be good for him. Yes. Because yeah. he's public... Come out and say, I'm struggling. I'm not there yet. I just need more time. I'm getting better yeah. with every lap, every session, learning. But for him to get a podium earlier in McLaren this weekend, or at least a fourth, and then we'll see what happens with the top three. I think mm. the top three cars are too far ahead. Yeah. But if he can get out of that fourth, put himself in a position where there is a safety car, get some track position, yep. they're not going to be able to pass him late on. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Yuki Sonoda does at the back. It was very unfortunate yeah. that he put it into yeah. a wall. It was a – didn't the car did not look very happy. Yeah. But he didn't – even put a time together. So he starts at the very, very back of the pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, he's in a faster car than the and Williams and the Haas's, yep. the Alfa Romeo's. So, uh, as I said to you guys last week, with just some of his onboards and how they've been looked, it's very Max Verstappen type of driving. He's a very, very Aggressive tidy driver. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so I think it'll be interesting to watch him at the back. We won't see a lot of the back in the first couple of laps with the TV broadcast, but... Keep yep. an eye on the timing screen because I think he'll for sure probably jump to 15th within the first two laps if he can get that pace yep. and you know get past before DRS. And this is what I'm kind of looking forward to is I think he might do this, but someone 
further back, going for the hards and trying to outlast everyone's stops, hoping for a safety car and making that change and getting onto the soft for the end of the race. Yeah. Hoping that strategy plays out for them because you've got to roll the dice when you're that far back. If you're a, a Williams or like Yuki is at the moment in the yeah. back, like you've just got to roll it and hope that something happens and is fortunate timing that you can really capitalise. And that's how we saw kind of – Winners that shouldn't have won win last year. Yeah. Was like just those risky strategies, perfect safety car timing, and they get in front. Perez did that last year in this race. Yep. He was in third before that safety car, then he pitted. Yeah. Yep. Totally. So it can't work like that. Exactly. Yeah. But it's going to be good. Williams, we haven't mentioned them. They had a really good qualifying to be honest. Respectively, I I think we might see a Williams point, like a genuine point. And who's going to score it? Latifi. Latifi. <laughs> I thought Latifi had beaten him in qualifying, but then James reminded me that that it's just means Q1. it's through to Q2. Yeah. Like, but oh, he put a stonking lap Latifi, together. Man. Out of nowhere, Latifi our favourite Canadian. I like it. Latifi's shown a bit, and there's only, what, a couple of tenths between them. But it's Very that's, impressive. But that's good to watch. 115.2, Two and a half tenths. So. It's, it's great to watch that for sure happen. Look, the other point to make is that the mid-pack in this – race will be very, very, very tight. As Campy mm-hmm. said, uh, Bottas starts in eighth from, you know, just under half a second from yeah. from the pole position time. So these guys obviously know how to drive around the track quickly and well, but if you're not going to risk it for the biscuit, and we know there are some drivers... <laughs> Don't say that again. No, one of the, some of those drivers who Same aren't more. who aren't going to risk it for the biscuit, then <laughs> they won't be risking it. The limp they biscuit. Won't. For... The, the biscuit. biscuit. Just mm. do it all for I think Lando is one to watch. I would be watching Lando to pull out some mm-hmm. some moves, some last lap Lando throughout the whole race. Yep. <laughs> so every yeah. lap Lando. All, every lap, lap Lando. Lando. Lap Lando. But strategy is going to play a big part of this. Big undercut time. big. So pit stops, undercut, overcut means, yep. you know, you either go early or later than the, the yep. rival, whoever you're specifically racing. The undercut will work if you can get into a big enough gap. Right. Yes. The problem with that is that the teams in front of you have a chance to feed you into that gap before everybody else. Yes. So you need to wait. You need to make the cars in front of you and those team makes mistakes. Like your Ferraris, they'll make a mistake. Like <laughs> your Alfa Tories will make a mistake. Yeah, Aston Alpine. Will. Mm-hmm. Alpine. You're just naming all the McLaren Ferrari won't make cars. That mistake. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, because they got it together. Yes. Anyway, it's going to be good, lads. Hey, thanks so much for uh, Primer Love episode. It. This is great. Uh, thanks to you if you've been streaming us live on Twitch, uh, and if you watch this video on, then on YouTube later. Uh, it's going to be a great race. We will chat in not that many hours. No. About the race. Love it. It's going to be good. See you, lads. Podcast Network.